Hey there, it's Pat Miller, the Idea Coach, host of the Pat Miller Show. This show is for small business owners so they can make their business dreams come true. Our slogan is Don't Grow It Alone. And what you're going to hear is a broadcast of our show that's carried in 25 cities around the country. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Hope you love it. All right, let's go. America's small business conversation is on the air. It's the Pat Miller Show. One hour exclusively for entrepreneurs to work on your business, not in it. It's time to solve problems, capture opportunities, and celebrate your wins. Powered by the Idea Collective small business community. This is the Pat Miller Show. Now your host. Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. You've made it to America's small business conversation, the one place built by a small business owner for a small business owner. And this show is about helping you find success. Welcome to this week's conversation. And we've got some great stuff on today's show. We're going to talk about what it takes to be a great leader. And if you're thinking, oh, well, I don't have any employees yet. Well, do you have a contractor? then you're a leader. And our guest, Corey Fonville Foster, will say even if you don't have a contractor, you still need to prepare yourself to be a great leader. We're also bringing back one of our favorites, our fitness and entrepreneurial expert, Hallie Brooke, is going to talk about how to make fitness a priority and how you'll make more money if you do. And then a small business celebration with Jamie White, who has found clarity in her business. We're going to talk about how you can find more clarity in your business as well later on in the show. I want to start with how to get people to love you. Might be great. You walk into a networking event and you leave and all of these people love you. Well, it's not some Jedi mind trick. In fact, you can network your way into terrific relationships, but you have to know what you're doing. And we're going to talk about what do you need to say, what are the behaviors you should do, and what behaviors you should avoid. So let's start with this. You walk into the networking event, and what's the most important thing to make sure that you're ready? Well, you got to know what you want people to know about you. Like if they left and said, oh, that Pat Miller guy, you want them to be able to say he's the guy that does the thing. You have to know what you're trying to tell others. Some people call it an elevator pitch. Some people talk about your personal brand. I just want you to think of like a post-it note that's on your chest. So if we met at a networking event and I had a post-it note on my chest, my post-it note would read Pat Miller solves small business problems in two ways. Nationwide radio show, international small business community. Hi, that's what I do. So what do you do? Get really clear on that and think about it. On your chest, like a post-it note, what is the thing that you do? Because when you get the chance to tell somebody else what you do, you want it to be really clear. People don't like complexity. So once you know what you do and you can explain it like a post-it note, then there are behaviors you should engage in and a couple of behaviors to avoid. The secret to small business networking in my world is to get people talking about themselves. That's my biggest hack 
of all networking hacks. Start talking with someone and keep asking them questions about them and their business. Why? People love to talk about themselves. So if you're the person that loves to listen to them and their stories and ask them about their business, they will think you're a person they can trust. They will think you're a positive node in their network. And this isn't some fake parlor trick. This is really just a good way to get to know them. Because if you get them talking, let's say you're standing with someone for a drink and you're there for five or ten minutes and you've really got them telling you all about their business. First of all, they'll enjoy it. Secondly, you'll make them feel good. Third, you'll get to know everything about their business which is really important for you because now you can show up with value. Not selling them the thing that you do. Mm -mm. You can make important referrals. You can make connections and introductions. You can suggest others they should know. So even if you're not solving their problems directly, you're helping make their life better. And if you're someone that makes their life better, they are going to remember you. Sometimes I even play a game when I'm at a networking event. In my head, I think of it like tennis. We're talking and they ask me a question and I'll answer the question quickly and then I'll serve it back over the net and ask them a question and I'll see how often I can keep them talking about their business. So there, two very like visual representations of how I network. Post-it note on your chest, playing tennis with the questions that you ask. That's how I go about it. Now, what's another behavior that you should have? Always include others. So this is a simple one that I was taught. You're standing there talking to someone. Are you standing face to face? When there's a group of three people, are you a closed circle? Never be a closed circle. Always be a U-shape or be a V-shape, meaning someone else can come up and join the conversation. If you close off physically in a conversation, it's sending the signal to everyone else, don't interrupt us. And you can't be the type of person that's adding instant value. So imagine you and I are at a networking event, we are talking, and we are in a V shape, not face-to-face. And walking by is someone that you think they should know. You can stop and say, hey, Sally, have you met Bob? Hey, Bob, come here. I want you to meet someone. It makes Sally feel like you're really thinking about them and their success. It adds value to the relationship instantly. Then if you're in a group, keep it a U-shape so more people can continue to be welcomed into the group. This sounds really subtle, and it sounds like, come on, Pat, really? This means something? It does. Because what do you want in a networking environment? You want to be seen as a connector. You want to be seen as someone with an abundant mindset that's helping everybody win. And it makes the conversations go a lot better when more people get involved. So that's the other behavior you want to dig into. Make sure you don't close off physically others from joining the conversation. Now, let's talk about a few things you shouldn't do when you're trying to build a networking relationship so people will end up loving you. The first one is kind of an extension of what we just talked about. Don't go on and on and on and on and on about yourself. Just don't do it. 
We've met those people at a networking event that just won't shut up. Like, come on, bro. I don't care what happened in fourth grade. We know those people, right? Don't be that person. The other one that I find is don't be negative. Some people will complain about the hors d'oeuvres. Some people will complain about uh, something someone else said or complain about a client. People notice that stuff. They will pick up on if you're negative. Being abundantly positive and showing all of those good vibes because no one really cares about the bad stuff that happened. And if they notice that you're a negative person, I think it hurts your ability to earn referrals and be welcomed in to further conversations. Another thing that I'm keenly aware of now is drinking. I don't recommend drinking at a networking event. And I know I'm a buzzkill and I know that you should have a beer to relax and that's fine. I've done a lot of that and I'm not against it. But if you're asking for my recommendations, don't do it. Go for a beer with your friends after the networking event. But at the networking event, if you're 30 minutes in and you've already had a beer, you're a different person than when you walked in the door. You're going to say different things. You're going to make different jokes. You're going to show up differently. That's just a fact. So I don't recommend it. If you do it, fine. I'm not going to judge. But you're asking how I would recommend you network? I wouldn't do it. The last thing that I don't want you to do is status hunt. People notice this big time no matter how slick you think you are. Imagine I'm talking to you. Yeah, Jimbo, it's really great to talk with you. And I notice that you are looking over both of my shoulders for someone more important to talk to than me. It's pretty easy to find someone more important than me, to be frank. But I notice that. Don't be a status hunter. That's not a thing. So basically, know what you want people to remember, like there's a post-it note right on your chest. Play tennis with them so they talk all about their business. Stand and interact with others so they feel welcome to the conversation. And then, when you're in a conversation, don't status hunt and don't make it all about you. Follow these recommendations. You'll be a positive node in everyone's network, and you'll start making killer connections that convert into business. Let's talk about growing your team. Are you ready to be a great leader for your team, be it a contractor or an employee? Corey Fonville Foster is going to talk to us about how to do that. That's coming up next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. You have a brand. Your business's brand is one of the most important things on your plate. As a business owner, you keep up with the trends. So what's hot these days? It's live events. Owning your small business combined with speaking at live events positions you as the expert in your field. That's where Bankable Events comes into play. Bankable Events is an event advisory and management firm with a primary focus on maximum conversion events. With more than 4,000 live events under their belt, they have the expertise to design face-to-face events that get your audience pumped up and generate profits. The minute you partner with Bankable Events, they'll start creating a customer customized strategy to take you from idea to income. Just think of the opportunities ahead for you. Call 303-550-1123 or head to bankableevents.com. Join over 1,000 other small business owners and CEOs who use Bankable Events to build community and drive revenue. That's bankableevents.com. 
now. America's small business conversation continues on the Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. And in this segment, I like to talk about what's working right now. Everyone has the way that they do business, but when we stop and listen to someone else that's doing great, we might pick up a new behavior or a new tactic that will help us grow faster. Joining us today is Corey Fonville Foster, the CEO of iRock Marketable Business Solutions. Corey, thank you so much for coming on the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? I am great. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. And you're going to talk about a really important topic about how we can be a better leader. But before we get to that, I want everyone to know about iRock. So tell me what iRock does. Yeah, so I'm the CEO of iRock Marketable Business Solutions. It's a virtual sales and marketing firm based out of Virginia, USA. And we help coaches and consultants striving to scale their small businesses to six figures, but do it on a budget. Heck yeah. I love all of that. And what's working right now? Come on, teach us something. Yes. What's working right now is understanding the importance of servant leadership. Okay. Servant leadership. It's funny because many small business owners started as solopreneurs, so they had no one to lead. Then they end up with contractors or employees and our behavior has to shift. When we go from no employees to one employee, uh, tell us, how do we become a quality servant leader? Well, I think that the leadership starts with yourself. A lot of times people think that the skills you need and the 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 tactics and the strategies start with once you get your first employee or your first contractor. But really, you have to be a team of one. You have to lead yourself first. So you can't sit there and lie to yourself and say, OK, we're going to get this task done on a certain day and not do it. You can't sit there and yell at yourself all day, even if it's just negative self-talk, because that'll get you down as well. So I always tell people. Start with yourself. Can you lead yourself well? Because that is a really good indicator if you can lead a team. Now, hold on a second. I thought we were going to talk about how to manage people, not manage myself. That's a whole nother sticky wicket. You're talking about time management. You're talking about positive self-talk. Are you saying, and just want to make sure that I hear this because I think it's really smart, if we're good at doing what we do and taking care of ourselves, that will then set us up to be a quality servant leader? Exactly, because some of those same skills will then easily transfer over to when you do have your first part-time, full-time employee, or even if you're dealing with independent contractors like I do. Okay, so let's pretend that someone's been leading themselves. They've got their act together. They now have employee or contractor number one. How do they need to behave differently when they have a team member? So one of the first things I tell people because, you know, back in the day, you would take the test, say, oh, I'm a democratic leader or I'm an authoritative mm -hmm. leader, that fun stuff. The key to leadership is being the leader you need to be in the moment you need to be that leader. So there are going to be times when, yes, you do have to be authoritative and you're going to have to lead and tell people what to do. There are going to be times when you will be needing the feedback and also the insight from your team, right? You're hiring experts to work alongside you in this thing called entrepreneurship. So you're going to have to be open to that feedback in a more democratic way. There's also going to be times where you may have to delegate um, and that's totally okay as well. So 
not going into this idea of I'm going to lead in X, Y, Z way, but saying I'm going to be aware enough to pivot myself based on the situations as I encounter them is one of the major keys I talk and I stress with all of my clients. We're talking with Corey Fonville Foster about leadership as a small business owner. And you bring up an interesting point that you need to be the leader in the moment with the moment that it calls for. But my question simply is, okay, how do you know which leadership style to be in that moment? What do you tell people so they are emotionally aware enough of what the team needs to hear at that time? So you have to know your team. Now, I strive, like I said, to have experts on my team. So I always tell my people, we're all adults. I expect you to be amazing at what you do, and I'm not going to micromanage you. But I do think about different situations. So let's take a real example. You have a time-sensitive project. Because it is time-sensitive, you don't necessarily, um, you're not able to say, okay, well, let's take a vote on this. Let's talk through this together. You have to then say, okay, this is what we're going to do. These are the deadlines for, you know, to get this thing done. And I'm expecting this result. There's not a lot of time for back and forth because it is a time sensitive thing. Now, vice versa, if we have time to really glide through the project and, and have the conversation, then yes, I can change my leadership style to say, okay, let's have a meeting to brainstorm best practices. Maybe I'll let another person on my team take the lead because this is their area of genius. Those are all cool things you can do when the time allows and the project dictates that that is the need. And that's also getting after the servant part of servant leadership, that you're willing to help the team do their job. Is that the essence of what servant leadership means? Yes. So uh, oftentimes when we think leader, we think of a title, we think this is my job in this scenario. But when you really change your mindset to servant leadership, you often find that when you put the team first, when you put the client first, when you put the result first, you actually will do things for the betterment of those things, which then means better overall results. Um, because when you're thinking of just yourself, oh, I have to get this job done and make this amount of money, let's say, then you may do things in a way that your team can't stand you. They don't want to work with you. You're not going to be able to keep employees. <laughs> but if you say, okay, I want my team to be great because I want my company to be great and I want my clients to have a great experience, then you're going to shift how you talk. You're going to shift how you approach things. And again, it'll yield a better result. I love that explanation. Put the results first. That is really, really sharp. A thing that I think some people misunderstand is they think to be a good leader, they need to get along with everybody and they need to be everybody's pal. And that's wrong, right? People want to be led and not told what to do, but have direction. Isn't that right? Yes. And I think that when I, back in the day, they used to call me a czar. I was a horrible leader. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I, nobody liked working with me. But in turn, I also didn't like to lead, but I always found myself in leadership situations. Um, and so, no, you don't have to be the best friend to your your staff. I do think that there is a bit of respect that needs to happen on both ends. So you need to respect your team members. They are people first. And they, of course, need to have respect for you. But um, you do need to understand that you do want to have a little bit of fun, right? You don't want it to be this horrible experience for all. And so I think by understanding that people are people and having that level of respect will allow you to at least have a decent relationship and also understanding as a leader, you're going to have to problem solve. Things are going to come up and how you handle those problems are going to really set the tone for your team as a whole. 
So no, you don't have to be best friends, but I truly do enjoy working with all the people in my company. And isn't it funny, if you create a good culture that people want to be a part of, people will be more friendly to one another. So if you're a good leader, you'll end up with the result that you were going for the whole time. This is a great conversation, and it's something that I think a lot of small business owners should spend more time considering when they bring their team members on, even before they bring their team members on, how they can be a better leader so they can get better results for their small business long term. Corey Fonville Foster, CEO, iRock of Marketable Business Solutions. What a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thank you for having me. This was so amazing. A great conversation and an insightful thought. Leadership begins with you, then you begin to build your team. Corey, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. How about we talk more about you, your lifestyle, your fitness, your wellness. It's more than just building a business. It's building a life. We'll talk with Hallie Brooke next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Developing your business is a journey. So make sure and bring along a trusted sidekick. As your business grows, Sidekick Accounting will be there. Sidekick Accounting's core services help take the confusion out of bookkeeping, tax preparation, and tax planning. Who's going to keep track of all those pesky receipts and invoices? Well, Sidekick Accounting has things covered as you grow your version of business success. So whether your small business is a side hustle or a conduit to freedom and owning your own business in time, get in touch with a trusted Sidekick, Sidekick Accounting. There are expert advisors waiting to hear from you now. Feel free to call or send a text message to 414-310-7689. That's 414-310-7689. You can find them on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit Sidekick-Accounting.com. Remember, developing your business is a journey, so bring along a trusted Sidekick. Krista Morrissey for Choices Coaching and Consulting. Do you know where most small businesses go wrong? They invest in everything except their leaders. But through strong leaders comes strong business. Are you doing it wrong? Most small businesses focus on production and numbers. Production and numbers come through strong, resilient leaders. And strong leaders strengthen culture. They strengthen your resiliency and they strengthen your bottom line. I develop strong, resilient leaders who will drive your business. It is time for you to refocus your investment. Go to choicescoachingconsulting.com and let's you and I start the conversation now before someone else invests in your leaders. When you invest in your leaders, you invest in the bottom line of your business. Connect with Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Act now. Krista at choicescoachingconsulting.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show. Welcome back to The Pat Miller Show. This is America's small business conversation. And I believe that doing good business, especially as a small business, is a lot more than just dollars and cents. Building a small business is a lifestyle. And you can be successful, but if you're not healthy, what's it worth? 
there's really nothing left in your personal bank, even if you have all of the money. So we found someone who's really smart, and I love the way that she talks about fitness and wellness, especially for entrepreneurs. And she's going to be joining us here on the show uh, every couple of months. Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, Hallie Brooks, CEO of Live Nourished Coaching. Hallie, great to talk with you again. How have you been? Pat, it's so good to be here. I've been really good. Um, we were just joking around pre-show. I maybe bit off a little bit more than I could chew <laughs> this first part of the year. But other than that, I'm really good. And it is always such an honor to be on with you. It's great to have you. And it's exciting to hear that so many entrepreneurs are starting to think about being fit and really thinking about wellness. And when we're talking about that, are we spending enough time worrying about our own personal wellness? I mean, how do you talk to entrepreneurs about balancing business success and wellness? Yeah, great question. So I'll tell you a story to answer that question. My most recent client, I was having a conversation with her and she said, you know, I've just started this business. I'm super excited about it. And then the last six months, I've gained about 20 pounds. And I said, ooh, okay, tell me about that. And she goes, well, you know, I quit. I quit my corporate job. I've started this business. I'm super passionate about it. And every ounce of my waking energy is going into this business. And so she's no longer taking care of herself. She's not exercising. She's eating fast food. She's grabbing things that are quick and easy. And, you know, six months into her launching this business, she's starting to feel the effects of that, of I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You know, I left my corporate job so I would have more time freedom. And now I'm working 80 hours a week instead of 60 hours a week. And I, what, what she said to me, which is what I say to all my clients is, She's feeling like she's having to choose between running her business and running her life. And the reality is we don't have the luxury to choose that. We're going to burn out in one or the other. If we run super hard after our business for a long period of time, we're going to burn out. If we run 100% after our own health and well-being, we're going to end up in a really selfish, self-centered place and we're going to blow up all of our relationships. So it's not an either or. It has to be a both. And that's, that's what happens. That story is so common. We had Hallie on the show at the beginning of the year uh, as a New Year's resolution episode. And I had more than one person recite the statistic back to me about the percentage of entrepreneurs that are extremely successful and fit. Do you remember Come that on. stat? Can you share that again? Yeah. So, so yeah, there's two. There's one from Forbes and one from entrepreneur.com. But I think maybe the entrepreneur.com one is more pertinent for right now. CEOs who self-report to prioritize their own physical, mental, and emotional health have 60% more employees reporting that they're happy at work and tend to have 25% plus more annual growth year to year compared to CEOs who self-report to focus too much on work. That's crazy. I mean, we don't think that, that way. That is crazy. Yeah. No, we don't. And that stat really aligning wellness means better business performance takes it out of self-discipline and wishing, and it puts it into uh, taking care of yourself is good business. Yep. So with that in mind, what can we do as an entrepreneur to refocus on our wellness to take our personal care more seriously? Yeah. So when I work with someone, I talk about three things. I talk about perspective, priorities, and productivity. And really, the first step is perspective. We have to wrap our head around that statistic that I just read, and we have to believe that it is true. Because if we don't believe that it is true, then my actions will show that me checking my email one more time at eight o'clock at night instead of going for a walk or getting to bed, that's what's going to make me more money. And it's actually not true. So step one is I have to change my perspective 
around what is truly going to move me forward and what is going to move my business forward. And the answer is me taking care of myself. That is number one priority. So one of the things, one of the activities that I'll have people do when they first work with me is I'll have them write down what they either think their priorities are or what they want their priorities to be. And it's usually things like spending time with my family, exercising, eating well, like it's all of the good things that we would think about. And then I would say, okay, now I want you to step back and I want you to pretend that you're someone who's looking in on the outside of your life. You're on a reality TV show and someone is watching based on your, yeah. (laughs) Yikes. Yep, yikes. And that's usually the response we get. Based on your actual behavior, what would that person say that they prioritize? And nine times out of 10, those two lists look very different. So step one is to get clear on what we want to prioritize, clear on what we are actually prioritizing. And then we have to do the work with, you know, priorities, perspective, and productivity to actually get those things in alignment. If I'm productive, I can work four days a week and get more done than most people do in seven days a week. But I have to be productive and I have to figure out how to you know, not bounce around from task task to task, how to stay focused on one thing and then move to the next thing, how to schedule my work and my life so that I can say yes to things that I don't. By the end of the week, I'm so overscheduled and burned out that I'm bailing on myself, most likely. We're talking with Hallie Brooke about wellness for entrepreneurs. It's a topic that many of us don't want to tackle. That's why I like having her on the show, because it makes all of us just a little bit uncomfortable. You talked about perspective, and then you talked about priorities. But let's lean into the productivity side, Mm -hmm. because someone would make the argument that checking their email again or working on that sales pitch is better for their business. But taking that choice to go get on the treadmill or go for a walk or lift weights is actually more productive. So talk about productivity and how it's the third choice that we have to make. Yeah, so if we look at neuroscience, brain science, how our human bodies are wired, there's two pieces that we have to really think about. One, we have about a 15 second attention span. And anytime we switch tasks, we lose about 10 minutes. And there's a bunch of really cool research things out there. So when someone is you know, trying to write that sales script, and checking their email because all of their notifications are going off and their text messages are going off. Writing that sales script, which really could be a 45-minute task, is now an hour and a half task because every single time you try to switch from email to text message to getting back to focus on that thing, you're losing time. So that's a huge piece of it is, yes, checking your email is a productive thing. It's going to move your business forward. Yes, writing that sales pitch is a really productive thing. It's going to move your business forward. We need to not do them both at the same time. And then the next thing that we need to figure out how to do is how do we build a schedule around the things that are actually going to move the needle? Most entrepreneurs I talk to, gosh, I'm going to make up a statistic here, but I would say probably 50% of the things that they do (laughs) are on task and on point for what they need to do. And I would say about 50% are just absolute worthless busy work that makes them feel like they're doing something because it makes them feel busy. And oh my gosh, if you could get 50% of your schedule back, could you make some serious changes in your life and your business? Yeah, you could. So yes, you know, checking your email is important. Yes, writing that sales script is important. Yes, making sales calls is important. Yes, working on marketing is important. But it's the way that we do it. And then it's getting clear on the things that really are like absolutely worthless tasks that most entrepreneurs spend their time on that 
I can get you two hours back in your day pretty much every day just by reworking the way that you work. Okay, priorities, perspective, productivity that'll help us refocus on our wellness. And when we have Hallie on, I always like to play lightning round with her because <laughs> there are so many myths that are out there about wellness and fitness that I just, personally, this is for me, but we'll pretend that it's for you that's listening, but this is for me. <laughs> All right, so entrepreneur walks into you, mm -hmm. says, Hallie, help me. How many days a week do they need to move? Four. Four. Mm -hmm. And okay, intensity going for a walk or does it have to be hitting the weights in the gym and sweating four days a week resistance training three days a week go for a walk around the block and if we go back okay. to that productivity piece going for a walk will make you more productive because your brain can only focus on things for a short period of time okay last question i need to get some resistance training I don't have any weights at the house. What can I do to get some resistance without investing a bunch of money into a weight set or joining a gym? Totally. Literally, gallon jugs are the most adjustable weights you can possibly get. Get 50 cent gallon jugs, fill them halfway up with water. You've got some resistance. As you get stronger, fill them up more with water. That is a fantastic, cheap dumbbell. Dumbbell. Don't call me a dumbbell. What are you doing <laughs> calling me? I'm kidding, of course. I love this conversation. That's why we always have her on. Now you have no excuse not to get fit while you're building your business. Hallie Brooks, CEO, Live Nourish Coaching. As always, thanks for coming on the Pat Miller Show. Thank you for having me, Pat. It's a delight. How about we do this week's show you should know? It's powered by Podcast Town. Podcast Town helps busy small business owners grow their business through podcasting. They help you launch, grow, and maximize your podcast. Podcast. Learn more at podcasttown.net. This week's show you should know is the Think and Grow podcast. It's designed to help business owners and career professionals grow professionally and personally by living their best life. They bring on guests who share their stories and provide tips, tricks, and ideas you can apply in your business and life. Find this show and other shows you should know on my website. It's patmillershow.com. Time to have a small business celebration with Jamie White next on The Pat Miller Show. America's small business conversation continues next on The Pat Miller Show. Are you a woman who needs to protect and grow your business? Or do you have a secret dream to start one? I bet you do. If you don't have a lawyer on your side, you may be putting your family and personal assets at risk. I know, I know. You might be avoiding lawyers because they seem overwhelming or intimidating. That's why you have to meet the team at Athena Legal Solutions, LLC.com. This all-woman team of talented lawyers are the most approachable, knowledgeable, and friendly team you'll ever meet. They exist solely to support women business owners who often go without the legal support they truly need. In 2023, they want to help 223 women create a solid legal foundation for their business. The first 100 women who mention this ad will receive over $100 off of their LLC starter package. Visit Athena Legal Solutions LLC.com. Now, America's small business conversation continues on The Pat Miller Show.
Welcome back to the Pat Miller Show, America's small business conversation. And if you listen to the show, you know it's not just business advice and it's not just learning things. We always stop to celebrate our wins. And you should do the same thing because if you don't stop and celebrate, you just deal with problems all day. And who wants to do that? Joining us this week to celebrate is Jamie White, the Chief Belief Officer for Believe Crew. I'm excited to hear what she's celebrating, but let's first welcome her to the show. Jamie, welcome to the Pat Miller Show. How are you today? Thank you, Pat. I am awesome. Thank you for asking. I'm excited to hear about your win. So what are we celebrating? Today, I'm celebrating clarity. It might not sound like a big word, but it's a big word for me. Well, clarity is something that doesn't come around very often. And when it comes into the business, you need to seize it. So tell us about the business and what the clarity is and what it's enabling you to do. Our business is helping coaches get clarity on their business. So it's really important that we have clarity. Um, And we help coaches kind of go from, you know, certification or specialty or experience, whatever it is that they're really, really good at doing the thing to creating that and turning that into a business and really specializing in the emotional support that's needed along the way, the business coaching support, uh, the business coaching support that's needed along the way, marketing and, you know, mastering your messaging, nailing your niche, um, some branding, getting visible, and then also, you know, networking, getting comfortable with that and dealing with money mindset. Some of mm. some of those things that come around when we're dealing with business, uh, those are the things that we help coaches do. So the business is pretty well defined, but now you've got this clarity piece. What did you get clear on? How come we're celebrating? Even though I knew it was possible a year ago or I knew that it was maybe needed, I didn't, I had a lot of imposter syndrome along the way. Like, how can I help someone else if I haven't totally done this? Or Mm -hmm. is this really a thing that people need? Would they pay me for it? (laughs) You know, all those things. And um, the clarity today is seeing that the need is there and that we are in a space, we've built the machine and we're ready to invite people in and then knowing that they need all the things we thought they needed. And so there's just clarity, like let's build, build, baby, build. Now, it feels so heavy when we're building. We're building, Mm. we're building, we're building. But when that sweet satisfaction comes, Mm -hmm. that clarity comes of, yes, we did the right thing. How does that make you, not the business, how does that make you feel? Oh, so I get, of course, excited and I'm so energized to do more work. Like work is not about, uh, for me, it's not about nine to five. It's not about the amount of time. I don't need to track my time. I don't want to. I love it. I get so energized when I have this level of clarity and know that this help is actually needed and I can help bring it together. I just want to have more conversations with more people, bring on more people to the team and onboard more people. Like it's just the energy is fuel, like fuel. We're going to ask the one question that drives coaches crazy. Are you ready? Check this out. Okay. I'm ready. How come it's so hard for someone like you to find clarity about what you do when what you do is help other people find clarity about what they do? How come we can't figure this out for ourselves all the time? Pat, are you trying to make me cry on the show? (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. And I know there's a saying, you know, the shoemaker's kids doesn't have shoes or something like that. But when I moved from the entrepreneurial space that I was in, I was the implementer in the business. I was not the visionary. And sometimes 
when I'm talking to visionaries and I'm explaining to them, like there is someone out there that wants to be your implementer. There's someone out there that wants to be your second in command. And sometimes they're like, really? Someone that wants to do the things I don't like? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Not only is there someone out there that wants to do that, like kudos to them that they get to be that person because I was that person for a long time. And I had a lot more clarity as the implementer than I do as the visionary. As the visionary, sometimes that clarity dips and I'm just so close to the fire. It's so close to my heart. What I've seen for owners and visionaries is like they got the memo and it was like task and, and everything breaks down for them and they know what they need to do. They've got their orders. But for the visionary, the, the challenge is keeping that vision through the mm -hmm. process. And I can tell you as someone that errs on the visionary side of things than the mm -hmm. implementer side of things, when an implementer's work isn't fulfilling, the spreadsheet balances don't balance or they're waiting on something in the mail or whatever. But when a visionary isn't in tune, it can get really emotional. It can get yeah. really frustrating. You can feel really inept and confused and sad. Like all of those things are true. You're describing a lot of my life now. <laughs> well, right. A lot of visionaries lead through their heart and through what should be, not what is. And when it's not the way that it should be, you feel inadequate and you feel like you're bad at what you do. Like, can you tell I felt these emotions before? Because <laughs> I know what you're going through. Okay, let's take the spotlight off of you and get into what you do. You're talking with someone that doesn't have clarity and they want to feel what you feel right now. What would you coach them on? Where should they go to seek clarity in their vision? So for me, that's a couple of things. I love the idea of like business coaches and mindset coaches working together and really coming from a place of you know, obviously we need to kick the doubts and uh, fears to the curb, but that's not always that easy. So how do we shift that? I really think learning to ask for help and talking to somebody else. And sometimes it's our team. Sometimes, you know, it's the people that are really close to us. I love having a really strong power partner group. And, um, you know, you have the business besties that maybe can help. But like when I'm coaching someone, for me, it's about asking the questions and just really getting deep on who you are and how you're called to serve. And lifting the, the gaze to the vision of what's possible, because sometimes we get stuck in the day to day and like, OK, this this seems like this is a problem. Well, but what if we're really working with the wrong size wheel? <laughs> like, let's, let's actually look at more options. And so I've learned that it's my gift and talent to be able to see the vision. I'm a manifester in the human design assessment. I mean, all the different assessments basically point to it's my gift to be able to see people's zone of genius, to be able to see the vision when other people don't. And, and if you don't have that, if that's not um, someone that you have in your inner circle, then there are people out there that have that. Some people are really built for the day-to-day. -day. Some people see the problem that's in front of them and you can take action on those problems. But I'm someone that sees the bigger, bigger vision. Yeah, and sometimes it's you're solving a small problem when you should be taking on a bigger problem. And when you do that, everything kind of clears up. Well, it's a great conversation. Congratulations on your success. And if you don't have clarity, keep on pushing until you have it. Jamie White, Chief Belief Officer for The Belief Crew. Thanks for coming on to The Pat Miller Show. Thank you so much, Pat.
I love a good small business celebration. So you got something to celebrate? Come on. I'd love to have you on the program. It's free. No strings attached. You just come on and be your brilliant self. Apply to come on the show right now. PatMillerShow.com. Come on. I'm looking right at you. I'm challenging you. PatMillerShow.com. And you can be a part of America's small business conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Pat Miller Show. See patmillershow.com for more information on today's guests, events, and the Idea Collective small business community. A worldwide group working together to fight fear, inexperience, and isolation for small business owners everywhere. Join us next week for the Pat Miller Show. And remember, get clear, work hard, and never quit. Guests on the Pat Miller Show have agreed prior to appearing that they are receiving consultation and advice that they may or may not use at their own risk. No part of the show should replace accounting, tax, or legal advice.